Welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. My name is Zach Adams, and I pastor a church located just outside of Athens, Georgia. The name of the church is Calvary 316. If you're local, come be my guest one Sunday morning. Our service begins at 1030. If, let's say you're not local, you don't live in Georgia, you don't live in the greater Athens area or outside of Atlanta, um, but maybe you don't have a church to go to and you're looking for some place that you you're, you and me taught God's Word, uh, check us out online. We live stream our service. The easiest way to find us is just to go to calvary316.live or facebook.com slash calvary316. All of this you can find from our website, which is calvary316.com. Very easy to find. Again, if you're local, don't have a church, come hang out with us. If you are not local, looking for Bible teaching, check us out digitally. And then I would I would amend, find a church. Find a church that you can plug into, even if maybe you need to supplement that uh, by uh, getting Bible teaching elsewhere. You do need, a church is more than just a service. It's more than just a production, a performance, a teaching, a lesson. Church is a community of believers. Christianity was not, not designed by the Lord to be a go-it-alone proposition. Uh, you do need a community of believers. And really after a year-long pandemic, uh, social distancing, loneliness, isolation, I think it's it's now more than ever that community is important. Uh, and finding people that you can connect with uh, that share a particular worldview, a way of viewing life, a way of viewing our ultimate destiny. And so I would encourage you, again, you can join us online. That's awesome. But find a church to go to uh, or a community of believers to connect with. That's very, very important. I do hope that wherever you're listening, uh, or however you're listening, whether you're listening on one of our wonderful radio partners, or uh, you're listening via the podcast, uh, every episode of the Outlaw Radio Show, <laughs> it's a radio show, uh, is podcasted in its entirety. Um, you can uh, subscribe, uh, download the podcast by visiting uh, Apple Podcasting, Spotify, Google Play, uh, really whatever platform uh, you choose, you can find us. So wherever you're listening, however you're listening, or if you're watching, if you're joining us uh, every Wednesday night at 8 p.m., we live stream the recording of the Outlaw Radio Show. And so, uh, again, if you're listening on the radio or you're listening on the podcast, uh, check us out again, uh, 8 o'clock Wednesday nights, we live stream what you're listening to. Uh, we do that on YouTube, um, as long as YouTube allows us uh, and doesn't censor us. Easiest way to find our YouTube channel is to go to outlawradio.live, subscribe, uh, leave comments and feedback, uh, or you, we also stream on our Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com slash the radio outlaw. So either of those two platforms, uh, join us Wednesday night at eight o'clock. Regardless, I do hope you stay with me over the next hour as, as we do something that we feel is, is fresh, um, is a bit different. Uh, and that's discuss relevant topics that are going on in our world um, in, a, in a very honest, genuine, and what we believe to be biblical way. That's not to say that everything uh, that's shared on the show or every opinion that I articulate, uh, you're going to agree with. And that's kind of the beauty, I think, of Christianity that gets lost from the world's perspective. The world often looks at us and, and says that we're kind of monolithic in our thought that we all think and believe the same way about the same thing. Now, true, granted, there are essential beliefs, uh, things that you need to believe to be a Christian, but there are a lot of areas, especially when you're talking about taking principles and applying them to culture, uh, where you do kind of uh, dive in, kind of wade into the gray. And, and so there are room, there's room uh, for divergence uh, and diversity of thought. Um, I would never say... Uh, that someone that is a Democrat or someone that voted for Joe Biden, which I didn't, I would never say that that person's not a Christian um, just because of how they voted. I, I think that that's wrong. Um, I think that that kind of reveals a, 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 real, uh, a real problem within Christianity, this, this polarization that, that happens within our own tent. Um, I, I do think that there are principles that uh, I, would, I would need to discuss about life, um, regarding someone that might have voted for Joe Biden. Uh, but at the same time, those same people might have questions about me and uh, the, the fact that I voted for Donald Trump, and that's fine. And we can agree to disagree, and we can disagree agreeably. And I think that as long as we keep the main thing the main thing, and that's Jesus and the good news, the gospel. That's what we've been commissioned to go into the world with, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news. That while all men might be lost in our sin, Jesus came 
so that we might be found, that there was no sacrifice we could make to reconcile ourselves with the Creator. Jesus made one sacrifice that was good enough for all. And that if we place our faith in that work and, 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 and our trust that His sacrifice to atone for our sin was enough, that, that's the main thing. That's the good news. That's the gospel. God's grace that He saves us not because of us, but in spite of us. That He loves us not because of anything that we do, but because of everything that Jesus did. Again, that's the good news. The grace of Jesus Christ is the one thing that Christians have uh, that's different than anything the world has to offer. And so we should keep the main thing the main thing. So again, I'm going in circles here with the introduction, but I just want to hammer home the idea that uh, you can listen to this program, and yes, you're going to get my thoughts. You're going to get my perspective. Uh, you're going to get my opinion. You're going to get uh, all of those things, hopefully based in um, some some principles I derive from Scripture, but it's okay to disagree. And in fact, if you do disagree, uh, I would love to hear from you. would love uh, to, to get your thoughts. Uh, if you go to outlawradio.org, which is our website, outlawradio.org, uh, you can share those thoughts. Uh, our email address is info at outlawradio.org. Again, you can get links to the Facebook page, the Twitter account, Again, outlawradio.org. Um, in regards to today's episode, I am, as always, joined by my brother, my partner in crime, uh, my dear friend, Creighton Vaughn. Creighton, welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. Hello. Thanks for having me. So you were over here the other day. I believe we were watching the Hawks game, which is really a demonstration of, uh, of long-suffering love on your part because you are not a sports fan. Not at all. But you happen to be a, a dear friend, and um, I was watching the game, and you had nothing to do. And so you wanted to hang out with me, and I was watching the game. So you pseudo-watched the game with me, but we hung out. Yeah. I pseudo watched the game. That's a good word for it. I watched the game. You didn't, but we had a cool conversation. Um, in fact, it was in the studio, which doubles as kind of our church office and, and a lot of other things, kind of a, a local hangout. And uh, really thought, man, in the heat of the moment that we should have just put up the mics, hit live stream, and had just, just rolled out that conversation. Um, and what really spawned the conversation was was, I thought, something that was pretty funny. And that is the fact that that my kids, so if you're new to the show, uh, I have three kids, uh, Quincy, my firstborn, my Christmas Eve baby, he's nine years old, and then I have uh, Theodore, um, who has just the sweetest heart in the world, uh, our Theodore, Theodore Joseph Adams, uh, he is truly our gift from God, uh, long story, um, and how we, we had Theo, but God bless us, he is our gift from God, Theodore is six, and then we have Mabel, who's two. Uh, I finally got the daughter uh, that I always wanted, and she is incredibly spunky, uh, no doubt about it. But my sons, um, so we have kind of a front, the front dining room of our house. Uh, no one uses a dining room anymore. Uh, and so we, during the pandemic, it's like, man, we need more space for the kids to do schoolwork, <clears throat> to be able to hang out, socialize, uh, versus just their bedroom or our living room. And so we took the dining room, sold the table, sold the chairs, and we bought a couch, put in a flat screen TV, kind of made it uh, kind of a, how would you describe it? A playroom, I guess. It's like the 21st century version of a playroom. It's got a switch. Like it's, it's like a playroom, but it's more like a, uh, I don't know. It's like the, whatever the residential version of an internet cafe. Is. It's kind of like a, uh, a little boy man cave. <laughs> yes, that sounds terrible, but that's exactly what. But it my is. wife did all the decor, and uh, and they have to keep it clean. And and what's nice is that it's in kind of the open area. So you've got one uh, one side of it opens into our kitchen, the other one kind of in our into our foyer, and so we're able to keep an eye on the kids with what they're watching on TV. And and I'll never forget um, several months ago, maybe even a year ago at this point. Time runs together. The time really does run together, especially during 2020 and yeah. 2021. But um, I think I was I was watching the news. I don't know exactly what I was doing. I was in the other room. And I mean, I heard my two sons, I mean, just doubled over laughing. I mean, they were just, I mean, you know, gut laughing. The crying. kind that hurts your abs. Yeah, where it hurts your abs. Where, I mean, they're rolling over top of each other. Uh, they're dying. I mean, just dying. 
And so uh, I, I look at my wife and I'm like, you should go see what they're watching because they have access. Um, it's limited access, but they have access to YouTube um, and, and Disney Plus and, and Netflix and some other things, uh, Amazon Prime. Um, and so I, would, I had no idea what they were watching, but I've got it all restricted. But they were, I mean, they were just losing it. And so I said, Jess, go, go check, make sure they're not watching something inappropriate. Um, like, you know, YouTube videos of fart noises, which would also make a nine and six year old double over in laughter. Also would do the same thing for a 20 year old. Right. I was going to say, don't guys are guys. We don't grow up that much. <laughs> so I send Jess, Jess goes and, uh, about five minutes pass and the laughter has continued and then it gets, it gets, uh, there's now uh, like a female addition to the laughter because, uh, Jess got distracted by whatever they were watching got sucked into it and now and now has also uh, losing it uh, just <laughs> laughing hysterically uh, over what's being watched so finally I'm I'm at the point where I was like okay I've got to go find out what's going on so I go into I go into our our front room and, and I'm and, and I just I, I I'm enamored by what's happening on the screen um, because because it sends it sent me immediately like I had immediate flashbacks to youth ministry um, so I was a youth pastor, and Creighton knows this because he was in my youth group. I was a youth pastor uh, for a decade before I took over Calvary 316 and became uh, the lead pastor. I loved youth ministry. If I had to pick between high school, middle school ministry, I would choose middle school ministry 100 times out of 100 because they're awkward as all get out, and they know it. The only difference between a middle schooler and a high schooler is high schoolers are equally awkward. They have just forgotten how awkward they are. So... Uh, there's can confirm. Yes. So there's like this, this, uh, you know, they're totally awkward, but, but they have forgotten it. Whereas a middle schooler is like, yeah, the boys are half the size of the girls at the same age. Their faces are exploding. Their voice is cracking. Their feet are bigger than their body. And so they trip over everything. So it's like, this is a terrible time of my life. (laughs) And so let's just, let's just do this together. And I love middle school ministry for that, that, that point. I think it's a hard, it's hard to get volunteers for middle school ministry, because of the flashbacks adults have of that time, I think they black out. As someone who lasted way longer in that period than they should have and has also worked with middle schoolers, <laughs> I can confirm that as well. So I walk into the den and, and Jessica's dying laughing. The boys are rolling over on the floor. Um, and I'm just I'm looking at the screen and it's and it's a group of guys uh, that are doing basically youth group on on YouTube. And when I say youth group, they're doing like the quintessential youth group icebreakers. I mean, they are like everything that, that you would do in youth group or youth camps, or like if you've ever volunteered at Young Life, um, like these are the icebreakers. These are the things to build community development, to have fun, to laugh, to goof off. And so I'm watching and I'm like, I could have made a career, a career out of this. I could have gotten paid. And, uh, and then, I mean, within five minutes... I'm now on the floor laughing and we spent like the next three hours as a family watching episode after episode after episode of dude. Perfect. Now the other night where we were chit chatting, I asked you, I said, Hey, have you ever heard of dude? Perfect. And your reply was, Oh, of course I've heard of dude. Perfect. I've been on the internet before, which was hilarious because probably for the first time, uh, something that I was introduced to from my nine and six year old um, was confirmed to be a thing before I knew from my my 28 year old millennial friend. <laughs> so we're going to continue that thought. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Outlaw Radio Show. One of the most important visions of the Outlaw Radio Show is our desire to challenge you to think critically, ask relevant questions and then pursue answers on your own. The sad reality is many Christians fail to reflect Christ because they don't know what they believe or why they believe what they do. This is why, in addition to the Outlaw Radio Show tackling tough topics you might not hear at church, it is our desire to equip, inspire and challenge you to dig into God's Word and wrestle with these complex topics on your own. To help you in this important process, we want you to check out blueletterbible.org. It would be an understatement to say that this website will transform the way you study the Bible. In fact, it will revolutionize it. 
Aside from their treasure trove of free online commentaries, blueletterbible.org also has an incredible word search function, making it super simple to dive into the original language behind a text. So if you want to dig deeper into your study of scripture and in the process, learn and grow, we encourage you to check out blueletterbible.org today. Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Creighton Vaughn. Hello, I am still here. So Creighton, I brought up Dude Perfect the other night. We were hanging out and uh, and it, it kind of I, I kind of explained my exposure uh, through my, my kids. Um, which which is which is hilarious because while my my two sons watch Dude Perfect, like I don't think that there's a YouTube channel that I've enjoyed that my kids enjoy. Like like not just where I'm faking it or like trying to find commonality or enjoying it because they're enjoying right. it. Right. Like like something that I would watch on my own. Like recently, like the new Mighty Ducks TV show that they put out on Disney Plus, I would watch that on my own. Oh, I have not watched oh, that at all. It's fantastic. My kids love it. We've introduced them to Mighty Ducks. I would watch this on my own. Same thing with The Mandalorian. My kids love The Mandalorian. So it's okay. So there's a few things, but YouTube particularly, it's kind of its own its own breed of entertainment. Yeah, it's very striated generally in who enjoys what content. So kind of explain to the audience in case the audience is like, dude, perfect. This is not a promo for dude, perfect, by the way. I mean, uh, well, I mean, kind of. I mean, we're talking about things we like, and this is a culturally relevant thing because of the massive following that they have on YouTube. Yeah, if they want to throw some advertising bucks <laughs> right. towards us, that's hey, we will send you some Outlaw Radio t-shirts. <laughs> so it, it kind of explain what Dude Perfect is and kind of your exposure to it. So I was exposed to it first, like, maybe 10 years ago. Maybe that long. I don't actually know. But a while ago, and it was like five dudes who just did ridiculous trick shots. They haven't been doing this for a decade. I think they have. Have they really? Okay. So they um, got their start by trick shots, right? Yeah, they got their shot. Uh, I remember the first video I watched was like uh, household trick shots. And it would be like throwing a piece of bread into a toaster across the room through a hoop and down some stairs or something ridiculous. Just ridiculous things where it's like, ah, they can do this apparently. Uh, I have, and it's I fun have to read, watch. I have read that the trick shots take like eight hours of filming before they actually get one. Like, it's, oh, I can absolutely believe that they did one where they threw a basketball off of the what is the what's the really big dam? The Hoover, the Hoover, Hoover dam? dam. They threw a basketball off of the Hoover Dam into a regulation goal at the bottom of the dam, which is a ridiculous thing that apparently people can do. And watching that is a lot of fun. So was was the basketball goal part of Hoover Dam? I mean, was it was it the Dam basketball goal? I knew you were gonna make that joke. And uh, I don't think so. I think they brought it from home. Okay. Just I was just <laughs> just double checking. Yeah, so I got introduced to this because it was just at some point somebody was like, Have you seen this thing? And so I did the same thing you did. I fell into a YouTube hole where I watched the video that was sent to me and then I watched seven more of them. And then every now and then I just go back and I watch four or five or 10, depending on how long it's now, been. Now they this. don't do just trick shots anymore. I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Oh yeah. They have a whole franchise now. They have three different YouTube channels. Um, they do trick shots. They do um, stereotypes, which is a very fun series, which is like uh, golfing stereotypes. You have the really slow group. You have the right. group that just loses their mind because of the really slow group, et cetera. And they, and they act, they act out all of these different groups. Oh yeah. To the, you know, they do it to the, to the nth degree. A little so hyperbole. losing it. Yeah. Um, they also do like com competitions where the five guys will all try and do the same thing or a series of things. See who's better at what. And it's just, it's or a, like the wheel of unfortunate. Yes. Where it's like a whole bunch of terrible things. And if you, if you lose something, you've got to roll the will of unfortunate and you get put in a box filled with snakes or right. Or get like your tapioca pudding <laughs> dumped over you and you have to run through a field or of your eyebrows or get shaved off. Yes, exactly. They do all kinds of things. And it's just it's good, clean fun is what it is. And that's what that's what I think as as a parent, um, I absolutely 100 percent appreciate about dude perfect and that's kind of the 
it's kind of why we're talking about this today because uh, there's 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 not a lot of wholesome media, wholesome content, really really things without an agenda for kids, but for adults. I mean, we live in a very a very odd um, media market. Yeah, I mean, things are split between either uh, like nearing upon degenerate or like uh what's the left behind guy's name i can never remember kurt cameron or kurt cameron like cheese saccharine sweet right nonsense christian hallmark yes so you do have kind of those those polar extremes now these guys decided to start putting these youtube videos out which is kind of the beauty of you of youtube because there's not a network that put them on. There was not like some scout or or talent uh, agent that discovered them. I mean, these are this is kind of the the quintessential stereotypical self-made program. I mean, they just started doing this, but they, it's taken off. Yeah, they really fit into like the stereotypical YouTube mold or YouTuber mold, where they started making something with like a $40 GoPro and have now built this empire where they've got I think, a massive studio warehouse, all kinds of stuff that they've got. Yeah. And millions and millions and millions of subscribers that watch them every week or every, how two many weeks. subscribers do they have on, um, on YouTube? Currently I checked this earlier today. Let me double check my did, numbers. You did some research about these guys. So kind of, kind of explain who they are a little bit. Yeah, so um, to start off with, they have 56 million subscribers. They're the 16th. Wait, wait, you said said 56 million? Yes, 56 million subscribers. I mean, you do realize that they are getting to kind of the outlaw radio (laughs) tier of popularity. Yeah, if they get a couple more subscribers, we'll have them on the show. A couple more. 56 million. Yeah, which is larger than the population of some small countries. Um, that they, means when they release a video, if all subscribers watch it, it's, it's the viewership of the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think I was looking at early and I didn't write this number down. They have something like 63 billion plays overall. That's insanity. They are the 16th most subscribed YouTube channel in the world. Like it, 16. And how much money roughly have they made doing this uh, according to google they're worth around 50 million dollars which Rough. is a lot of money again what you enjoy about it is a it's funny and it's entertaining um i'm assuming that that these guys are christians because of just their general demeanor the way that they seem to handle themselves their presentation uh, they recently released a music video. They wrote a song and did a music video. I mean, they, they get their their toes in all kinds of stuff. And they're doing live shows. I know my uh, my brother-in-law, my sister, their kids, who also love Do Perfect, um, are going to one of the live shows, I think, in Jacksonville, Florida this summer, um, which, is, which is also kind of an insane thing that they're now doing live shows. Right, on the end of a pandemic. But, and again making sure we pivot to why we're discussing this. There is a market for wholesome content. You know, I, I go back to the passion of the Christ. And that was one of the things we were, we were talking about the passion of the Christ. Mel Gibson um, really stuck to the script. And when I say the script, kind of the biblical narrative, you know, Mel Gibson, regardless of how you feel about him uh, personally, uh, a brilliant director, filmmaker wrote a script about, Jesus, the passion of Jesus, uh, that was very biblical. And as a result, it is the highest grossing movie of all time. I mean, we're talking about it made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And even today, it's still making millions of dollars because of the Christian community and this desire of the Christian community to have film, to have art, um, that is marketed towards them. You know, coming off the Passion of the Christ, what was just maddening is you had, you know, oh, we're going to do this movie about Noah. 
Uh, it was what Darren Aronofsky, I, I think it was his name. Unfortunately. And as soon as I found out who was going to do the movie, I was like, a whole bunch of Christians were getting excited about this. This is like, hey, they finally realized that, you know, that there's a market here uh, that Christians also pay to go to the theater. And uh, as soon as they announced who the director was, I was like, oh, he's a total secular atheist, and this is going to be garbage. And sure enough, it was hot garbage. Uh, I mean, hot garbage is not strong enough. Yeah. It this, was a sun-level dumpster fire. This is... This is Middle of July, heat of the summer, a five diaper trash bag. Yes. Sitting in the sun at the street. It just it was terrible. And then and then, you know, they announced, yes, we're gonna do another another you know, basically biopic on Moses. I don't even remember what the name of it was. Uh, was that the gods of Egypt? The gods or of Egypt. Kings of Egypt, something or other. And again, you're like, okay, well, Charleston Heston did a good Moses pick. They stuck to the, the script. That was like a thousand years ago. Um, but at the same time, all right, we give this a chance. I watched 50 minutes of it, 30 minutes of it. I didn't even get into an hour and, and I turned it off. And I was like, this is also like, it's maddening because it's like, why can't you just do like, you're trying to market this to Christians because I mean, if you're in the secular world, who cares? Like, why do I care about this? Um, why would I be interested in a movie about that? So you're marketing it unapologetically to a Christian community, and then you insult the Christian community by completely messing with the biblical narrative, the biblical script. And it's like, like in what world, and what context does that work? And people turn it off. And you just don't see, I, I can't name the last big Christian film, um, like big one. Uh, I think it would be left behind in 2003. But, okay, I'll rephrase that to big one. <laughs> um, yes, you get pure flicks, and, and there is kind of some, some niche websites that, and companies that are trying to produce Christian films, but, like, the industry. Like, we had the Oscars the other day, and no one saw any of those movies. At all. At all. And it's like, well, wait a second. Why don't we nominate movies where people actually go watch them? Why don't we make movies where people will go watch them? Don't go anywhere. We're going to continue this thought with the Outlaw Radio Show. You're listening to the Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams and Creighton Vaughn. We want to encourage you to subscribe to the Outlaw Radio Podcast. You can find the Outlaw Radio Podcast on any platform where you listen to podcasts. And we would also encourage you to check out the Outlaw Radio Facebook page, Twitter feed, and especially the YouTube channel. The Outlaw Radio Show is streamed live on YouTube every week. So please check out those places where you can find more about the Outlaw Radio Show. And don't go anywhere. Zach and Creighton will be back in a moment with more on the Outlaw Radio Show. This is the Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams and Creighton Vaughn. Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show. I'm joined by Creighton, my partner in crime. Creighton, let the audience know a little bit about what we're talking about and why, really. So we are talking about specifically Dude Perfect, which is a fantastic YouTube video of five Christians who do ridiculous things with sports. Um, and on a more broader topic, uh, Christians in new media would be the way that I would describe it. Um, and how, like, these guys... Uh, have amassed a 56, 58, I don't remember what number I said earlier, um, 56 million subscriber channel, um, as well as a whole empire of things, and how we can see that more because there's obviously a market for clean, wholesome, non-agenda-driven content. And that's what really, you know, between breaks here, we were talking about you know, the, the interesting irony in like this, this woke capitalism, you know, capitalism has always functioned on the idea that, that people, people make decisions on the bottom line, CEOs, owners make decisions on the bottom line that I would even say morals to a large extent kind of play themselves on the back burner versus the bottom line. I mean, yeah, in a lot of ways, if you look at what Oreo does with their uh, advertisements now versus 10 years ago, you can see that during Pride Month that morals are 
based on revenue. Well, and again, you, you look at the, the marketing to transgenderism. It's like, I mean, you're dealing with such a, a minuscule percentage of the population as opposed to alienating a very large segment of the population. You know, it's, it's one of the things that like, you know, the MLB, so Major League Baseball made a moronic decision. And let me say that again, a moronic decision by choosing to remove the all-star game from the city of Atlanta. And when I say the city of Atlanta, I really mean the Cobb County Braves because they're not actually in the city of Atlanta. They moved out of the city of Atlanta to move to their their season ticket holders who happen to fit a different demographic than the south side of Atlanta. Different <laughs> story. You know, making decisions on, on ethics and moral. Black lives matter, but our season ticket holders are white, so we're going to move out of the black community and into the lily white community. But now that the state of Georgia decides that we're going to protect voting, put a common sense, you know, voting act, you know, they haven't passed legislation. Like like we're going to do that. Like there was some mistakes that were made. There were some inconsistencies. It was a pandemic. We were trying to ebb and flow to make this work uh, so that people could vote in in the uh, 2020 election. Some things work. Some things didn't. We, but to do this legally, we now need to pass some legislation, some common sense reforms. Some ideas work. Some ideas need to be tweaked. They actually exposed, expanded voting rights. Like the bill expanded voting rights uh, in the state of Georgia. The, the, only, the only thing that it did that drew ire was that it required voter ID. So the loopholes in the state of Georgia, if you go to vote in person... You got to show an ID. You got to show your driver's license or an ID in order to go vote. But you had all of these mail-in ballots that you could request that didn't have any type of signature verification or ID verification. And so such a system would be wrought with the potential for fraud or what's happened where people are now questioning the legitimacy of the election, which is not good for anyone. And so they're trying to apply the same standards. There's like 19 days for early voting. Um, like they expanded a lot of things, the mail-in ballots, drop boxes, but Major League Baseball uh, went with the Democratic line. People didn't even read that bill when they came out blasting it. Joe Biden, the president, said, this is not even Jim Crow. This is Jim Eagle, whatever the heck that means. Remember when he said that? And you're like, what? I try to forget most things he says, but yes, I do remember that. Well, you and Joe Biden, he's just successful at forgetting most of the things that he says. And I am woefully unsuccessful. So he comes out and he calls this Jim Crow and they come out and there, and, and, and there was all these falsehoods where, where people in Georgia are like, have you not read the bill? And then the major league baseball, uh, they decide that they're going to punish Atlanta by removing the all-star game, um, out of protest for this expansion of voting rights, uh, in Georgia. And it's like, this is dumb. This doesn't make any sense at all. Um, you're actually punishing uh, the African-American minority community businesses in the area by removing this massive amount um, of revenue. What was crazy to me is that favorability for like the Major League Baseball went from like 50, 50% with the Republicans to like 10% overnight and didn't change at all with the Democrats. So it's like they made a decision to implement a policy not realizing that in doing so we're going to alienate we're going to alienate the people who actually watch us and buy our product that are our actual consumers and we're not going to gain any consumers it was what was maddening about the NFL the NFL the whole business model was based on built on patriotism and then they decided that they're going to start taking knees during the national anthem so you, you, you began alienating the people that you were marketing towards and you didn't gain anyone. It wasn't like all the latte drinking baristas at Starbucks started becoming Raiders fans. Like that didn't happen. Like this is crazy. It wasn't like there was a huge uptick um, in, in, in the fan base, in the homosexual community, you know, for the Dallas Cowboys. Like I'm going to take a guess that they probably remain very stagnant, but it's insanity. Major League Soccer did the same thing. And I know a whole bunch of people that just turned it off. 
And so to me, getting back to topic, it's like we've had this belief in capitalism that greed will drive decisions, and we see the opposite. You have a show like Dude Perfect. Like, it's so hard to find television shows that I can let my children watch that don't have some type of an agenda, that aren't crass, that I don't have to explain things. Again, I brought up the Mighty Ducks movie. Uh, Not the movie, but the new TV show. Again, something that we've really enjoyed as a family watching together. But there was this whole scene, I mean, didn't need to be there, where there was this presentation of one of the kids, um, his two mothers. And it was like, there's such a small percentage of the population that identifies with that. But now you, like, thank you, Disney Plus, you're putting me in a situation where I now have to have a conversation with my nine and six-year-old that I don't exactly care to have at the moment. Like, you're now forcing a conversation on me by just trying to enjoy something on television uh, that that I would rather have when they're a little older and in a different context. Again, I coached a baseball team with Quincy. Uh, we had a kid on the team that had two moms. So they were at every game. We loved them. We cared for them. I disagreed with their lifestyle. I didn't say that to them. There was no need to. We're just playing Little League Baseball. But my kid was at an age where he's oblivious to this. He has no idea what any of this means. It's like, but you force it on people. You push it on people. And to find media, and then you have Dude Perfect that comes out, wholesome, funny, creative, and they have 56 million subscribers to their YouTube channel. And you're just sitting there thinking, like, why doesn't anyone get a clue that there is a market that's not being tapped into? You would have thought the passion of the Christ would have revealed that Dude Perfect is like the most extreme example of like, what in the world is going on? This makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite things about Dude Perfect is I can put on Dude Perfect. I don't have to worry about having to deal with like political agendas or things that aren't someone throwing a ball into a hoop from a long distance away. It's it's the essence of entertainment, right? If you had to define entertainment, how would you define it? Uh, watching someone do something that I wish that I could do or that I find interesting that someone does. See, I would even I would even I would even apply it more broadly because again, that wouldn't like you can watch Star Wars and none of that's applicable. Yeah, but I wish that I could have <laughs> okay, a lightsaber. Yeah. Okay, that might be true. You know, to me entertainment like the whole idea is is a temporary reprieve from reality. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like for me, I absolutely enjoy sports. I love watching sports. I don't go play any sports anymore because I'm overweight and slow, uh, out and of old. shape, and don't have health care, so I can't blow out a knee. <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna limp around uh, for the next year as my ligaments heal on their own. Like I just can't afford to get hurt. So I don't, I don't, I don't go play sport, uh, golf, but it doesn't take a whole lot of athletic ability to go do that. But I love baseball. I love watching the Hawks and I love watching Georgia Bulldogs and the Falcons, although they irritate me, but I do it for what reason? I watch golf, the Kentucky Derby. I just want an escape. Like I'm a pastor of a church. I'm a dad with little kids. I'm a husband. Um, I have to pay bills. Um, I'm, I, I live in a very politically polarized world. Like, like there's so much going on that stresses me out that, that burdens me that I carry that like, sometimes I just want to sit down and turn on the TV and watch a game and not have to think about any of that. I just want entertainment. I want an escape. And when you start working in all these other things, that's why politics and sports shouldn't mix because it's like, that's not why I'm watching. And if you're going to force that on me, I'm not going to watch because I'd rather watch my grass grow because that's not like, that's not entertaining. So anyway, we're going to wrap all this up. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the outlaw radio show. Did you know beyond the unique content of the Outlaw Radio Show, Pastor Zach Adams also has an extensive teaching archive available online for free? If you love to study the Bible, we encourage you to check out c316.tv. Currently, Pastor Zach is teaching verse by verse through the Gospel of John, but c316.tv also has video, audio, and sermon notes for the Gospel of Mark, 
the book of Acts, Ephesians, Genesis, Philemon, Jonah, Philippians, as well as an in-depth study on the Olivet Discourse and Jesus' seven letters to the churches recorded in Revelation 3 and 4. With over 17,000 minutes of expositional Bible teaching and more than 2,775 pages of written sermon transcripts, C316.tv is a must-visit for any serious student of the Bible. Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show. Creighton, tell the folks about our live stream. (laughs) So we live stream on both Facebook and YouTube. The easiest way to find it would be to go to outlawradio.live or on Facebook at The Radio Outlaw um, so that you can watch us. It is a Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, Eastern Standard Time because we still have, you know, time zones for some reason that baffles me. Um, We'd love to see you. We'd love to have you see us. You can put some names to faces, voices to faces, etc. Faces Um, to names also. Yes, uh, this is going to be a good time. So what's fun about the live stream is that between the blocks of audio uh, that you're hearing, whether it's the radio or the podcast, um, there's a whole nother conversation that happens off air, but on the live stream. And as an easy example, so going into this last block of audio, um, I told Creighton, I said, hey, Creighton, why don't you lead us in with... um, a plug for the live stream. And then we'll get back to the topic. And Creighton was like, yeah, I can do that. And so three, two, one, we rolled it. And Creighton, absolutely. How would you define it? Um, Have you ever seen one of those bloopers where the dude is running into outfield to try and catch a ball and he just runs straight into the uh, wall and the ball drops like 30 feet behind him? You you pulled a a Marcelo Zuna, as as we would say, as as Braves fans. Sure. Yeah, it it was awful to the point that we... Pulled the ripcord and started all over. But again, it's a, it's a funny moment. And these are these are things that you would never get on the radio because this is a polished uh, broadcast uh, professional. Yeah, uh, no, this is the polished one. This is the po- and then uh, and then same same with the podcast. So live stream, it, it's fun. It adds it adds a, a bit of color uh, to what we're doing. So so join us. Some texture. If Some you texture. Will. So kind of left off the subject about like you look at you look at do perfect. You look at the passion of the Christ. You look at you know very successful, wholesome product media that you know targets Christians, that markets to Christians, that appeals to Christians, and beyond just Christians, uh, just people that don't want an agenda, people that want wholesome entertainment, that want to laugh, want to have a good time, uh, don't want to be marketed something or or pushed, you know, have something pushed on them. Um, or to, to have their perspectives influenced or, war, or warped in any particular way. Uh, there's a huge market, and it's not being tapped into. And instead, we, we, get, we get all the stuff that we don't want. You know, we get all kinds of content that's perverse, uh, that's gross. And that, that, interestingly enough, is not reflective of society. You know, One of the things that, that I do enjoy about maybe shows that are, are r- rough around the edges is how the better ones um, have been crafted where they do reflect a measure of reality. Um, Because we're not getting paid for it. I'm not going to mention any of these shows in particular uh, or by name. Uh, But there are really good TV shows uh, that are raw uh, that you might classify as being rated R. Um, but, But they're not glorifying sin they're actually reflecting the reality of sin. You would you would say that they're genuine or um, real. Like, for example, there's one show, again, I can't mention it by name, but one show in particular where where this, this guy, I mean, he's a dog. He's a police officer, but he's just a terrible human being. Um, he's a terrible human being. He's got all kinds of, of, of issues. He's a serial cheater. His life is a train wreck. But, but what's interesting is that in no way, yes, they show his life unfolding, but in no way do they glorify him. They, they present a guy that is a disaster, and then they show the actual consequences. Uh, his wife divorces him. He can't see his kids. Um, he ruins relationships because of substance abuse. He, he breaks friendships because he's manipulative. Like, it... it 
one of the things that I think is just it it's terrible is media that glorifies sin by presenting it in a false sense. Um, your typical sitcom where it's like, yeah, I'm a total alcoholic, but don't seem to have any type of repercussions for my decisions. I'm actually the life of the party. Everyone wants to be friends with me. Or, or, you, get, or you get the gal that is sleeping around like a whore, um, but then doesn't have the, the natural consequences. They don't show her crying at night because of her loneliness. They don't show kind of her desperation. They don't, they don't show that she's acting out because of daddy issues. Like, it's just like, this is normal. This is carefree. This is fun. And it's like, no, none of that's real. That's what drives me nuts. And there's a reason for it. Like there's a reason why we don't get the type of, of, of programming that a could be very lucrative and marketable. It's because Satan controls. He's the principality and power of this air of this world. Yes. If you're like, there seems to be, man, have you ever noticed there seems to be this agenda, you know, like the media seems to be trying to craft our cultural perspective of homosexuality or transgenderism or go back further, premarital sex or alcoholism. It's not in step with where everyone is. It seems to be four steps ahead, but it's like, like, man, who's behind this agenda? Yeah, it's not the Illuminati. It's Lucifer. It's Lucifer. And again, I am not one of those, like the devil made me do it type of people. But like you, you look at this and you're like, this makes no sense. So why, why? And the reason is that like Satan is propagating a cultural rot. It's one of those situations where it's like, I can't prove that they're doing this, but if this was their outcome that they wanted, like this would be the way that they would do it. There are stats that have shown that when homosexuality was presented in a normal context on television and movies, when the stigma was kind of broken and, and you got the first gay couple and then the first gay kiss, it's almost like every single show has a gay person on it, which again is not necessarily reflective of society at large because the percentages don't break down like that. It's not like every friend group has a gay person in it. <laughs> it's just not the reality, but there are stats that have shown that the normalization of it on screen did influence a greater normalization within society. We see the same thing happening with transgenderism. Again, something that you would have said three or four years ago even is completely fringe. And yet now we've got, you know, drag queen daytime reading stories with, with children and drag, you know, we, we, we've got this whole drag, uh, you know, propagation, this, this, this marketing, like you have just a lot, like it's everywhere now. Yeah. I mean, it's, I remember when I was growing up, it was when that, when, when like gay marriage was legalized, I think I was a sophomore in high school, maybe a junior. Um, and so all the way leading up to that, it became, for me, it became much more socially recognized. Easy example. Cultures tries to get everybody to wear a mask. And immediately, what did you see? Every commercial feature masks, people wearing masks. Interestingly enough, that seems to kind of be going away, which is ironic. Anyway, my whole point of the show is, hey, if you're a parent with kids, especially little boys, watch Dude Perfect, find their YouTube channel. I get nothing for this, but from one dad to another, it's fun, wholesome entertainment. And hopefully we can kind of articulate why this entire market share isn't being tapped into. And that's because there is an agenda behind our media and it is wicked and it is evil and we should be very careful with it. Yeah, I would totally agree. Watch Dude Perfect. It's fantastic. It's a great time no matter how old you are. It's wonderful. Great. Thanks for being on the Outlaw Radio. It is always a pleasure. Well, you've been listening again to Outlaw Radio, the Outlaw Radio show. If you liked what you heard, contact your local Christian radio station. Thank them that they're carrying this type of programming in your community. If you're listening on the radio, check out our podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify. If you're listening on the radio or listening on the podcast, take a second, check out uh, the live stream recording of what you're listening to on our YouTube channel, Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Just go to outlawradio.live and be a subscriber. Uh, we really do want to hear from you, the listening audience. Questions, feedback, testimonials, the more the merrier. Go to outlawradio.org. Again, outlawradio.org. We'd love to hear from you. Once again, my name is Zach Adams. 
I hope you join me this time next week for more of the Outlaw Radio Show. You've been listening to the one and only Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams. As mentioned, if you like what you heard, be sure to connect with us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter or check out our website by visiting outlawradio.org. To listen again to today's show, access our daily two-minute broadcast or full-length episodes, check out the Outlaw Radio podcast, available on both iTunes and Google Play. Once again, don't forget, we want to hear from you. If you have questions, want to challenge something that was said, or would like to submit topics you'd like to hear Zach discuss on air, you can either email us at info at outlawradio.org, or you can leave a voicemail at 678-883-3316. Finally, programs like Outlaw Radio are wonderful tools God can use to change lives. But as with any ministry, there are expenses involved. First, if you're not tithing to your local church, you need to do so. And yet, if God has laid it upon your heart to extend your generosity above and beyond your tithe, we'd ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Outlaw Radio. Every donation ensures this show remains on your local station. To learn how you can become a financial partner, please visit outlawradio.org. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you join us again next week for the Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams. Outlaw Radio is a ministry of Calvary 316 in partnership with his productions.